0: and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about what voices we are trusting. Let's dive in. Wow, we as a culture are going berserko. It's interesting as I just reflect on all that is stirring around culture, not just even... In America, though that's what I've been focused on very specifically, but even around the world, I have to admit, I feel like we're living in pre-World War II days in the early 1930s where there is just a lot of just craziness and lies and just insanity taking place. Now, regardless of your political persuasion and what aisle you may fall on, I actually don't care. I'm actually deeply concerned about, as a Christian, what voices are we listening to? What voices are we trusting? And if you're like myself, I'm looking at all the mass media and all this stuff, and, and truth be told, a lot of it is just propaganda. I'm listening to this, some of this stuff going, I I may be going insane, but this is crazy. This We've gotten to the point of crazy. Now, I say all that not in a sense of despair, though I've been praying a ton as of late, and one of my key prayers is, Lord have mercy, and come Lord Jesus, come Maranatha. Our culture, our world desperately, desperately needs Jesus. Well, in the midst of all of this ruckus of just lies and deception and You know, things are being said on one day and then they're suddenly flip flop the next day. And and, you know, there's this big shutdown of conservative voices and, you know, (laughs) what they're calling the purge. And I mean, with in the midst of all of this craziness that is happening, not just even this past week, but even as you look at this last year, here's a question for you. What voice are you putting your trust in? Whom are you listening to? And who are you trusting? And though, yes, I am slightly poking at the mass media stuff. I really want us to question that in our soul because the reality is, is the moment we put our focus and our attention upon mass media or the news cycle or some of just the craziness of culture in these days, what you're going to quickly find is that you will be distracted. You're going to find yourself living in fear and there's going to be this bait for hopelessness. It doesn't take long watching the news cycle to suddenly realize, uh, uh, "I, I'm not sure I'm okay," and therefore we are baited toward fear and anxiety and worry and trepidation and foreboding. And yet that is the very thing that Scripture commands us not to do. We are commanded to be intrepid, to be fearless. We as believers in Jesus Christ are not to fear. In fact, we can have tremendous hope in this world because we have the God of hope living within our lives. I've made this statement several times before, but I love what 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says. Peter is reminding the believers in the midst of persecution— In the midst of difficulty, in the midst of a culture that is plagued by fear, Peter says in 1 Peter 3.15, Always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you for the reason, for the hope that is in you. And I've said this several times throughout this last year, but isn't it interesting that perhaps for the first time in recent history, at least in America and the modern world, that we no longer have our safety and our security blankets kind of covering us and presuming or making us think that we have some measure of hope and safety. Rather, that has been blown to bits over this last year. And as a culture, you can see this. People are living in fear. People live in worry. People are hopeless. When you look at the rates of, of alcoholism and suicide and just all this all this the depravity, the results of hopelessness, what you begin to discover is that those things have been skyrocketing because we no longer have a measure of hope or security as a culture. But in one sense, that is actually an incredible thing because as a Christian, our hope is not based on the economy. Our hope is not based on who is the president. Our hope is not based upon whether things are going well or whether there's a virus or not. Our hope is in the Lord. He is our strong tower. He is our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in times of trouble. And as such, we, because we have the God of hope, we as believers can live in hope. What an amazing reality, especially for days like this. And I love the passage in Peter because now, perhaps for the first time at least in our lifetimes, People can look at the life of a Christian and say, I don't understand why you are at peace. I I don't understand why you are so joy-filled. I don't understand why you have hope. What, What is it? And it gives us the privilege and the opportunity to say, oh, let me tell you about Jesus. He is my joy. He is my peace. And he is my hope. And so if you want joy and peace and hope in your life, you need Jesus. It's an incredible opportunity that we have in this season of our culture today. But let me go back to the original question that I was asking. What are you putting your trust in? What voices are you listening to? And again, I'm not saying don't watch the news because in some sense, I actually think it's important to be listening to what is happening so we can be prayerful and, oh, we as believers need to not merely talk about the need of praying. We need to pray. We need to set aside time every single day to petition the Lord. We need to come humbly and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways so that he might heal our land, as Second Chronicles 7.14 tells us. But yet in the midst of all these voices that are bombarding us in today's culture, it's one thing to listen to them and then turn them as a petition to the Lord. It's another thing to put our trust in the words of men. And if I can encourage us, there is one source of truth. There is one news source that is always truthful, that is never going to lie, that is never going to steer us wrong. And what is that news source? Oh, you'll never guess. It is the Word of God. It is the ultimate news source for today's world. This is not some dry, dusty book that was written 2,000 years ago. Yes, it is an old book. And yet the words of this book are just as pertinent and up-to-date for this moment in this culture as when it was written. I'm a big fan of the gospel of John and I, I really specifically love John 13 through 17. It's the upper room scene where Jesus washes the feet of his disciples, begins to talk about the fact that he's heading to the cross and gives him some exhortation and warnings, and then makes his way over to the Mount of Olives where he prays. And it's interesting in John chapter 17, Jesus is praying the high priestly prayer. He's, he's petitioning the Lord And listen to what Jesus says in John 17, verse 17. Now, again, I'm coming back to this question. What news, what source of information are we listening to? Where are we putting our trust? Now, listen to what Jesus says in John 17, 17. He prays to the Father. He says, Father, sanctify them by your truth. That word there, sanctify has this the root idea of that is, is holiness or holy. That as believers, by the way, we are called saints, right, in Scripture, and the root word of saints is holy. It's this idea that we are the holy ones. We are the ones that are be set apart. We are not to look like the world around us. Or as I've often said on here, yes, we may be in the world, but the world is not to be in us. We are to be clearly identifiable in the world today, Because though, yes, we live in the world and we function in the world, yet we don't have the lifestyle, the mindset, the attitude of this world. We are children of light and we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness, as Colossians chapter 1 reminds us. So think about this. Jesus is praying to the Father and he says, Oh, Father, sanctify them, make them holy, set them apart from the world By your truth. So if you're looking for for information for this day and age, if you're looking for a new source that's going to actually change your life and make you as you ought to be as a Christian, well, then you need the truth. And then I love what Jesus says at the end of verse 17. He says, your word is truth. So, So get the progression here. Jesus is praying to the father and he says, father, will you take my believers? They, the ones that believe in me, my disciples, and will you sanctify them? Would you make them holy by your truth? Isn't it amazing that truth brings sanctification? Truth makes us holy. That when truth comes into our life, it removes all of the dross. It, it's like a fire that when you step into the middle of a fire, what begins to happen is, That which goes into the fire melts down. So imagine some gold. You put it in the middle of fire. The gold melts. Sure. But what happens is the dross, the junk, the impurity of the gold comes out at the top and the goldsmith wipes it away to purify the gold. Well, that's the process that truth is doing in our lives. That as we get smack dab in the middle of truth, There's a purification that begins to take place. The dross, the sin, the muck, the mire of our lives, the the lawlessness, the lies of our lives come out and God can purify. He can sanctify. He can remove the junk from our lives and thereby make us holy or sanctified. So where is that source of truth? Where are we going to come to? What are we going to give or lend our ear toward? And what are we going to put our trust in so that we'll actually know the truth? And we know that as Jesus says, that you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That there's this freedom, there's this liberty that comes in the midst of truth. Well, where does that come from? Oh, Jesus says that comes from his word. Now, you got to recognize that in the book of John, there are two primary things that are happening When Jesus or John talks about this idea of the word, yes, we're talking about the word in terms of the word of God in text, right? The scriptures. And that is obviously what Jesus is saying here in the passage that father, would you sanctify them by your truth, that your word, that your scripture is truth itself. But the second idea that's all throughout the book of John is that Jesus himself, the person, the word of God in flesh is truth. You find that in John chapter one, where the word, right, has become flesh and dwelt among us. You, you see that in John chapter 14, verse six, where Jesus says, I am the truth that here he is, the word of God come in the flesh. And that word, Jesus himself is the truth. So let me go back and ask you the question again. In the midst of all the noise, in the midst of all the, the news cycles, in the midst of all the deception and the lies and, and the propaganda and all the stuff that's happening in our current culture today, which deeply, I mean, ah, it has deeply grieved my heart just to watch what has happened in less than a month of, what, of just how quickly as a culture we have slid down this slippery slope of darkness and deception. And granted, it, I understand it's been building for years and especially uh, pushed this last year. And, and yes, my heart is deeply grieved. But in the midst of all that is going on, let me ask you where are you putting your focus? Where are you putting your ear? What, what are you listening to? Where are you, what voices are you trusting? And can I encourage you? The words of men will fail. And yes, there may be some great people out there who are actually speaking the truth. And hey, that's praise the Lord. (laughs) But if you want the source of truth, if you want to lend your ear into one direction, if you want to give your focus to particular news station, if I could call it that, right? Some news source, what should you be focused on? What news channel should you listen to? The word of God. And as a Christian, We need not merely to esteem the word of God. We need to get smack dab in the middle of this thing because the only way that we are going to endure, the only way that we're going to maintain a proper focus, the only way that we are going to remain fearless and intrepid and at peace and full of joy and love in this season is we must be men and women of the word, both the word of God in text and the word of God in person. Can I encourage you? Don't get so wrapped up in what's going on in the culture that you're not spending time with Jesus. Because we, perhaps more than ever before, n- need to be giving diligent, intentional time to spending time in the Word and spending time in prayer. If you want your mind to be renewed, if you want your life to be sanctified, if you want to be filled with a joy and a peace that all passes all understanding, If you want to remain fearless in the midst of a fearful world, then you've got to set your mind on things above, not the things of this world. Which means you've got to keep your focus on the Word. The Word of God is the voice of truth for today. And if you want a great place to start, I would encourage you to read the Gospel of John afresh and pay particular attention to John 13 through 17, where Jesus is giving these final commissions right before the cross To his disciples. There's incredible, incredible encouragement in those chapters as Jesus talks about the fact that we are in him and he is in us, that that he is sending the comforter, the Holy Spirit to us, and that we are to abide in him. There's some amazing, amazing encouragement in the word of God. If, If you want a fresh reminder, read through the Psalms. In fact, I would encourage you to read the Psalms out loud. To yourself. So you're not just reading it, but you're hearing it as well. And as you begin to hear the petition of the psalm writers, make it your cry. Uh, a couple of nights ago, I was just deeply grieved with all that's going on in the culture, and I, and I was reading through Psalm 9 through 11. And over and over and over again, there's this idea of Lord, those who have set the traps, those who have s- produced the lies, those who have been propagating deception and lawlessness. Would you, would you cause them to literally fall into their own trap that, that the net that they laid out to trap somebody, would you let them fall into it themselves? At Ellerslie, we've been praying a lot, hang Haman upon his own gallows, that the very same instrument that Haman intended to kill Mordecai with, he ended up on the gallows himself. And just for clarity, I, I don't want people to die. I am not seeking death. I'm actually praying for mercy upon their souls. I want them to come to the light. I want them to come to the truth. I want them to see that the the corruption and the deception and the and just the mess that that they're causing. And I want them to repent and turn to Jesus. But you can take these prayers of the Psalms and say, God, would you, hey they're laying out traps? Would you let them fall in their own trap? And, but would you show mercy upon their soul? And will you allow the spiritual principalities and powers and might and dominions that are puppeteering all of these people, would you would you give these individuals an awareness of what's taking place, the fact that they are being used by the enemy of darkness, and will you really set them free by the power of the light? Will you bind the work of the enemy that, that is so flamboyant and just and, and arrogant, <laughs> it seems like, because they're not hiding anything anymore. Oh, we need a movement of God in this generation. Oh, we need a movement of Jesus, a movement of revival. So saints, can I encourage you? Let's get in the word. Let the word of God be that voice that we trust and heed. And may we spend time on our knees, petitioning the Lord on behalf of the country and these people who are leading it. And let me remind you, We are the most hope-filled individuals, regardless of what happens with culture, regardless what happens in the politics, regardless what happens in the economy, regardless what happens to America and anywhere else in this world, we can have hope because our God is a God of hope. We can live at peace because we have the Prince of Peace. We can have joy at all times. We can rejoice always, Why? Because the fullness of joy is at the right hand of God. So let us rejoice. Let us live in peace. Let us have expectancy of hope. But let us not forget to pray and to keep our eyes glued upon the truth. Well, may that be an encouragement to all of us in these rather unstable days. As the Psalms say, the Lord is a rock. He is immovable, and we are built strongly, firmly upon him. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 188 for episode 188. And if you'd like other resources and tools and materials to help you grow spiritually, you can do so by going to the deeperchristian.com website And there's a whole bunch of resources there available for you. Well, in this season, know that I am praying specifically for you as a believer, as a fellow brother and sister in Christ. My prayer is that God would stir your heart to prayer, that he would keep you diligently focused upon himself, that he would fill you with his joy, his peace, his love. And that we would find that this is the greatest day to be alive as a Christian because we know that whatever happens, it will not be because it will not be because of our wisdom or our talent or our strength. It'll be because of the Lord our God who moves. So be expectant. And until next time, know I'm not only praying for you, but cheering you on as you continually build your life around Jesus Christ. See you next time.